This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the show, Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, as we're talking some recruiting, and, and usually, Nate, this is a very, very busy time uh, with recruiting, not only just tying up loose ends for the class of uh, 2021, uh, but also getting a jump on 2022, and we talked about this last week, not a lot of that's going on on either side of the fence for Nebraska um, who is in the dead period, like everybody else in that dead period. Uh, just give us an idea. What is the, the dead period situation right now? What do you know um, as to maybe what's next? Well, yeah, mid-fall, the dead period had been extended through the end of January, and now it has been extended through April 15th. And um, for people that follow recruiting closely, you know that April 15th is generally – the the start of the spring evaluation period. So I think right now the hope is that the the dead period gets lifted on April fifteenth, and and that uh, you know coaches are going to be able to to hit the recruiting trail and and start going by schools and and you know conducting their normal spring evaluation period between April fifteenth and the end of May. But um, you know with the way the that the NCAA has kind of been um, you know, handling this, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they went ahead and extended the, the dead period past April 15th. So just kind of went in a, in a holding pattern right now, waiting to see what happens. But, you know, you're right. You're, this, this month of January especially is going to be very strange with no coaches on the road, you know, obviously no in-home visits taking place, no junior days, none of that thing that we're, that we're typically used to, to seeing happen. Now, uh, Nate, there is still one key 2021 prospect out there for Nebraska, at least that we know of, and, and that's Omaha Westside's Avante Dickerson. I know Avante has been pretty quiet, really, from the get-go on his recruiting, but things still look pretty promising for Nebraska on that one, that there's a chance still, and that's going to be probably what we'll be watching here for the entire month. Yeah, I mean, for as far as the 2021 class goes, it's it's Avante Dickerson and you know, there's probably there's a couple names on on the periphery, you know, that that I think Nebraska may still, you know, be keeping in touch with or or maybe keeping warm, but for the most part it's it's all Avante Dickerson that's that's kind of where the focus is and um you know, you're right, he's been very very quiet about uh, his recruiting process in general. And that dates, you know, far past just here over the last month or so. I mean, that goes all the way back to before he even committed to, to Minnesota. So, um, you know, but we, as we know, he didn't sign in the early period and uh, decided to, to push it back to February. And, uh, and I think that's kind of left the door open for Nebraska a little bit. And, and we know that they're still they're still working that plenty hard. And, um, you know, it would be kind of the cherry on top of the 2021 class if they were able to go ahead and secure his letter of intent come the first Wednesday in February and, and uh, you know, keep one of the best players in the state at home. Nate, you uh, do a pretty good job of just tracking the Twitter activity of the coaching staff, of the recruiting staff at Nebraska. How active has this staff been and the recruiting staff just on transfer entries? When you see a high-profile guy like Rambo from Oklahoma – enter the portal and other names like that. Do you notice a lot of activity from the Nebraska staff on some of these transfers right now as well? Because that's a big piece of it as well in recruiting. Yeah, it is a huge piece of it. I mean, the, the transfer portal has become another avenue um, to, to gain players to your, to your roster, to add players to your roster. I mean, you've got high school prospects, you've got junior college prospects, now you have the transfer portal. And 
um, you know, from, from what I can tell just from being a, a Twitter sleuth, uh, you know, the, the recruiting office in particular is working very, very hard. As soon as, as soon as any new name goes in the transfer portal, uh, you can, you can see that the, the recruiting office, um, you know, the, the player personnel directors up there in, in North stadium. Uh, I mean, they're, they're following those bigger names almost immediately on Twitter and, um, you know, and, and I think that's smart. You've got to, uh, you know, when there's a big name, when there's a talent that could potentially, you know, upgrade your roster, you have to, you have to explore, you know, why they're in the transfer portal. You have to see, you know, try to try to figure out what their story is, see if it might be a fit for your roster, or see if the numbers work out at that position, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, and then from there, from the, the recruiting office guys, you're seeing some of the assistant coaches then follow some of these players too. So, uh, but but the, the main uh, you know the majority of the activity is is taking place uh, from the the guys that work in the recruiting office. Nate, Nebraska's had two I would call traditional entries. I don't count Bo Wilson as a traditional transfer portal entry, but Keem Green and then Matthew Anderson, the most recent one. I talked about Matthew at the top of the show. Uh, Nebraska had a log jam when you look at just the freshman linemen uh, with the redshirt freshman and the true freshman, and then the free year of eligibility. It appeared he was kind of the odd man out. I mean, are you surprised a guy like Anderson just didn't pan out? Uh, but it, it, it looked like just he couldn't add weight. I mean, it was a guy that came in at 250, and I'm not sure he's even 250 right now or he's barely over it at this point. Yeah, I'm not overly surprised. Um, you know, I think when Nebraska took his commitment, I mean, he, he was – they took him as, as a project. They took him as somebody – um, where they knew, you know, it was going to be two or three years before he was able to to hopefully develop into somebody who could, you know, maybe get into too deep or or, or see the field uh, because he he was nothing but potential. Big, you know, six six, two hundred and fifty pounds, had a tremendous frame, very athletic kid. Um, but you know, some guys develop quicker than others, and um, you know, in Matthew Anderson's case, you know, it was it was kind of a slow ride, and and you know, I think that he's kind of. You know, seen seen the writing on the wall, so to speak. I think Nebraska, in general, has recruited the offensive line position very, very well over the past uh, you know two or three years, and and there's been a handful of those guys that have kind of passed Matthew Anderson, and um, you know, and and he had he had a bunch of other personal things happen, you know, in the year leading up to to him arriving at Nebraska too, with the the passing of his mother from cancer, and um, you know, and and I just think that. Um, you know, this is, was a deal where you know, he kind of saw that it was going to be very, very hard to, to see the field and maybe decided that he would try his luck elsewhere. As we wrap it up here and, and talk more, uh, Nate, when, when you look at just that offensive line approach now, I mean, you just get the sense that when Nebraska was recruiting and building that line, they're like, we're going to get as many big bodies as we possibly can. We're smart enough to know not everyone's going to work out. And then at this point, you know, some of them are just going to have to go their own way. And that's kind of what's happening. And I wouldn't be surprised, Nate, if maybe another offensive lineman or two ended up hitting the portal between now and the summertime. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. You know, and like I mentioned, they, they've, that's a position where they've recruited very, very well. And, um, you know, and it doesn't mean that Matthew Anderson's a bad player. If there are a couple other guys that from the offensive line that decide to, to enter the portal, it doesn't mean they're, they're bad. But I think what we've seen is, there's a lot of talented, young, talented guys um, in that in that position room, and uh, you know they've they've kind of they've kind of the cream has kind of risen to the top, and 
And, uh, you know, if, if you're sitting there as a, as a redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore, and you're being passed up by some younger guys and, and you know, it looks like it's going to be a long road to seeing the field, you know, that's, that's kind of what the transfer portal is all about. It's, it's about trying to find another opportunity um, somewhere else where you can maximize your eligibility. Well, lots to keep up with here on both Husker uh, transfer portal activity and recruiting as well as basketball. Make sure you log on to HuskerOnline.com. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.